Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest upset in Stanley Cup playoff history belongs to the Florida Panthers. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who, who come here to get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And also the everydayers who are joining us on the live stream. Yes, we are live on YouTube reacting to the Florida Panthers Four to three overtime win over the Boston Bruins to complete the greatest upset in Stanley Cup postseason history. And joining me on the show to discuss this win, the series win, and the greatest upset in Stanley Cup postseason history is Florida Panthers historian Francisco Oporta. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Yo, oh my goodness gracious, I can't believe it. They actually freaking did it. <laughs> Woo. That excitement says it all. The jubilation, the you name it, the and it, it was it was three one as uh as J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks uh, comments saying it was 3-1. And uh, sorry, sorry, J.D., uh, the Boston Bruins and the Golden State Warriors, the two greatest regular season teams of all time, they were up 3-1 and they and they lose the series to, except the Golden State Warriors did it in the finals while Boston did it in the first round. So I guess present trophy curses. I mean, I didn't believe it with the Florida Panthers that it was real. I was just like, okay, but... It happened to the Boston Bruins. I mean, let's just talk about this game seven for the Florida Panthers. I mean, you go up, you go up to to not to nothing in this game. I mean, Brandon Montour, Brandon Montour gets on the board, and and Sam Reinhart and Francisco. This this team was they've done what they've done all series long, which was pinning the Boston Bruins in their own zone, creating stuff out of broken plays. The first one was, of course, on on going into the into the zone on a give and go and then backhand past Swayman and then the the other one the other one was a great pinch by Aaron Eckblad and then the touch pass to to uh Sam Reinhardt and Lundell getting the assist on both of them Bob getting his first postseason assist but the the two nothing lead and it continued the trend the team that scored first one every single game in this series and the Florida Panthers in four out of the seven they scored first. I'm still like everybody is on like on cloud nine right now. I sure um, am. And there were moments in the game like I I couldn't watch because <laughs> it's just like your heart's gonna beat out of your chest. Yeah, you know, I was looking at especially during the third period. Um, the game was on the TV. Uh, my buddy's here. I'm at, I'm at my buddy's house. is a Lightning fan, and they're really happy. They are Stick incredibly happy right now. But uh, 
And I was looking at the game and like when I just felt sort of panicking, I was just looking at animal videos on Twitter, just like, all right, happiness. All right, okay, okay, oh, okay, all right. And then, um, you know, the, the Bruins come back um, and then we're down three to two. And, you know, being Panthers historian, being a Panthers fan, you start and I'm seeing comments from people who were fans since 93, you know, fans since, you know, 90, 96, fans since, you know, 2000, went through all the, the decade of, of futility, you know, 2012, Adam Henrique, you know, Trocek was tripped, uh, like, you know, the, the, the bubble loss to the Islanders, you know, winning the president's trophy and uh, still getting, uh, you know, our, our butts handed to us by Teva Bay. Like, it's like, okay, what's what's going to go wrong here? What's going to be the Trocek was trip? What's going to be the Adam Henrique of, of this series? Like, I was I was waiting for it a little bit. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Oh, I can name all Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me, hockey gods, please. Like, oh, I don't know if anybody's ever played Paper Mario, the thousand-year door, but uh, there's a point in the, in the game where Mario's at the final boss, and he, he – momentarily looks like he's about to lose and then like all of the the spirits of of uh, of everybody from all around the world starts like showering down onto him to kind of lift him and give him power so i kind of felt the whole nhl world the whole hockey world was doing that to the florida panthers and then monty ties the game and ot happens and it's like And then overtime happens, and suddenly, like, I was just, they felt so in control that it just, it, it was magical. And then Verhage, and suddenly, uh, and I'm, I'm looking on Twitter, I'm looking at the people's comments right now, and uh, people are crying, people are jumping up and down, showing videos of them with their families, like, it's... Uh, and I know it's just the first round, but this is the greatest upset in Stanley Cup playoff history. And yeah. the Florida Panthers, of all teams, did that. <laughs> of all teams, the, one of the most futile teams in NHL history, but they did it. They, <sighs> they did it. And I was thinking the trip was trip moment was going to come, looking back at it. I thought that moment was going to be when Montour went to the box when he had that hit on David Pasternak as he was driving to the net, and well, I was floppy, I was upset. And then you know how floppy this is, you know, <laughs> you know pasta is pretty floppy too, right? You know, pasta yeah. spaghetti, you know, just you know you boil it for a little bit, and it's really really floppy, right? <laughs> yeah, and then one fifteen left going into the third period, and then and then Tyler Bertuzzi works it back to the point. Orloff drives it to the net and then Bertuzzi is there to tie the game with a power play goal. I mean, the Florida Panthers gave up 11 power play goals in the series. Uh, not a recipe for success, but still the, the how they played at, at five on five and stopping the rushes. I mean, they were consistently back-checking um, and stopping the rushes and pinning them in their own zone. And, there's and, there's and, a I mean, stat. Um, and you just – the giveaways and the takeaways were on the side of the Panthers. Their mm -hmm. sticks were on the ice just trying to disrupt – any and all little things by the Bruins. It was very noticeable, especially towards the end of the game. Yeah, and the third line. Let's talk about that that third line. 
for for the Panthers. What a game. Sam Reinhart, Anton Lindell, Etulus Thorainen. They at five on five, they plus one on the goal differential. 14 to 9 in shot attempts at five on five, six to three shots, four shots against. Expect the goals 0.65 to expect the goals against 0.21. That line came to play very impactful on on the second goal for uh Sam Reinhardt and the the and Brandon Montour as well. He scored the most goals by a defenseman in a series against the Boston Bruins. Denny Potvin is one of them with the, when he played for the Islanders. And Brandon Montour scored the most goals by a defenseman in in in, uh, in playoff history against them. That's fantastic. That's great. I'm sure Denny Potvin's very happy too. <laughs> Carver Hagee, second straight year that he got the overtime game-winning goal last year against Washington where he averaged two points a game. And, and Verhage, Kachuk, Montour, if there are MVPs of this series, it's those three. How, who are your MVPs of the series? Um, Brandon Montour, for sure. Maddie Kachuk. Um, yeah, Carter Verhage is up there. If you have, if you have to give three stars to, to, to anybody, um, you know, uh, Zergi Borowski for for retaking the reins as well, too. because. They of course they wrote the hot hand coming with Alex Lyon to start the series and everything like that. But it, you know, it, kudos Alex Lyon for his for getting the Panthers to the playoffs. Um, but uh, I guess the Bruins had him figured out. The moment might have been a little bit too big for him. Mm-hmm. And Sergey Bobrovsky has been here before. I think you had mentioned I don't know if during the show or before the show, but he was also part of that 2019 Columbus Blue Jackets squad. Mm-hmm. That took out a uh, historically great NHL team in the Tampa Bay Lightning and uh, and knocked them out of the playoffs in the first round. So Bob has been here before, and he's he's got that twice now, which is amazing and great. And um, yeah, just uh, uh, Alexander Barkov for stepping up the second like. Uh, People have been really been on him for like kind of disappearing in the playoffs, but he's reappeared and he's a, he's a Miami Heat season ticket holder. So maybe he was looking at Jimmy Butler and just be like, I got to do a little bit of that. I got to, I got to do something. <laughs> I don't know what's in the water in South Florida right now, but keep whoever is dumping something in there, keep pumping it because it's working right now for the mm-hmm. Heat and the Panthers. All right. And send some over to the Marlins as well. Yes, they just swept the Cubs too this weekend. Yeah, yeah, this has been a great South Florida sports day. The Heat won game one against the Knicks. The Marlins swept the Cubs and have a winning record in April for like the ninth time in 30 years. And this, the Cats, the Gatos. Mm-hmm. And I got a few, uh, a little bit of a sock uh, collection to show the, 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 the people on the YouTube. Here's my left leg, the Miami Heat logo. Oh, that's this good. One. Yeah. Here's my right leg. Hold on. There we go. Florida Panthers. There we go. Yeah. And yeah, yeah y'all can work crap on tomorrow. me for wearing Crocs, but I'm at home, so leave me alone. Going to work with that so, tomorrow. <laughs> so leave me alone for wearing Crocs at, at home. So uh, so we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to talk more about playoffs. We're going to talk about the coaching in this series as well, what, what Paul Maurice did versus – 
what Jim Montgomery failed to do in the series and how that made a difference and also compare it to last year's coaching as well. And we're going to discuss that more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. Our next partner is a product that I literally use every day, and I started AG, taking AG1 because I needed a little break from the coffee, even though there's a little temptation for me now, now that Vicky's Bakery is expanding to my neck of the woods in Orlando. So I'm going to need to order a little bit more of AG1 in order to get away from the coffee and the caffeine a little bit. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. With just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment number two here on this Monday, May 1st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where I have Francisco Aporta, Florida Panthers historian, and Marlins historian as well to recap this 4-3 overtime win for the Florida Panthers over the Boston Bruins to complete the greatest upset in Stanley Cup postseason history. And let's go back a little bit. Paul Maurice was not a popular hire by the fan base. And we heard the... And I'm just going to say it again, the lazy takes of most losses, most regular season losses in NHL history. How do you get to most regular season losses? I mean, you coach a bunch of games, duh. So, so, but talk like when this is what he was talking about this whole time about a game that was built for the playoffs. Yeah. The Florida Panthers were nine points out of a wild card spot in in January. Yeah. They had a four game losing streak. And when Sam Bennett went down in mid-March, but what Paul Maurice was able to do with that experience factor that he brings with him to get a grip on the room and and calm things down when things get tough, and also the ability to call out his players. I mean, we saw the timeout in Toronto um, a, a few um, last month. Also, go, going back to November as well, it was a home game against the Seattle Kraken. It was on the second end of a back-to-back after they played the Tampa Bay Lightning, calling a timeout in the second period to call out his team as well. That, and how quick he was to make adjustments, of course. I, listen, I was wrong when I said that Alex Lyon should have started game four for, for the for the Panthers. And even when Sergey Bobrovsky didn't look his best, I mean, I was thinking, put Alex Lyon back for game five. And... And, and we, we were wrong. This is why Paul Maurice is the coach, and we're not. And think about the circumstances, too, with this so-called gap year. Once again, I know I'm mentioning it for the thousandth time on, on the show, but the, the one-year deals that they had to sign, the cap crunch, the 20 players, wondering how they're going to get Anthony Duclair back in this lineup. And, of course, LTIR helped a lot with this team, too, bringing Anthony Duclair back. And hope Patrick Hornquist is okay. Um, and with everything with his head injury, but Paul Maurice, 
what what a job what a job that he's done in this series and he had he outcoached Jim Montgomery you had you you had so many different changes of Matt Grizzlet being scratched versus being at the in the top pair for for the Boston Bruins and, and then Connor Clifton um Trent Frederick being out of the lineup and then Nick Foligno being out the Panthers had those good problems last year of course bringing Max and Mammon in for Anthony Duclair which Max and Mammon won the KHL championship uh so congratulations to him over over there but Paul Maurice like this was you gotta we gotta give a lot of credit to this guy we definitely do I think a lot of people are gonna be uh sending out their apologies (laughs) because man the the fire Paul tweets and comments all over the place throughout the regular season uh, were, were very loud and very apparent. Mm-hmm. And Paul Maurice, and we had talked about it earlier in this series uh, after game one. Uh, and I had mentioned that we're going to see what the difference was between Paul Maurice and Andrew Brunette. And now we've seen it. I don't think Andrew Burnett would have won this series. I don't the think Panthers. so either. I don't think Andrew Burnett would have gotten the Panthers to the playoffs, actually. Now that just thinking about it, um, the, the style of hockey uh, for the Panthers this season was different than last season. And yeah, everybody was having fun last season during the regular season because the Panthers were scoring five, six, seven goals. They were coming back from like four goals down every other night to just kind of out, out shoot and now out slug the other teams, uh, or blowing the the doors uh, uh, off the house by by just completely destroying teams seven to one, seven to six, or, or, or what have you coming back, and then the playoffs started against the Washington Capitals and things changed because that Capital series was not easy. It was like pulling teeth at some point. It felt. And then the Lightning series, the Panthers were put in their place, and suddenly couldn't rely on, you know, those those fun little passes by Jonathan Huberdeau and and just uh, high flying offense. It, it wasn't really working. It worked for like a couple games in that Capital series, but it didn't really work in the long term for the playoffs. And the grindingness of the Panthers to finish out the regular season and make the playoff spot by the skin of their teeth. And then this series and seeing the difference in the way the Panthers played, um, the grittiness that they had to deal with from the Boston Bruins, because, you know, as much as the Bruins won a lot of games, uh, suddenly when you start taking a lead, start really pushing their buttons, they become, well, the Boston Bruins, uh, kind of a team that's that's kind of very uh, douchey in a sense. (laughs) And... And the Panthers were able to not only uh, take the punch, but punch back. Um, and so Paul Maurice is the reason for that. He, mm-hmm. It was his mantra throughout the season. And to stay the course, we'll fit, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. You know, to calling out his teams. And, and the players, as much as we, we don't hear about them with comments like that, there is a level of respect for a guy with that much experience behind the bench. Um, as much as Brunette, yes, was a former player and things like that, but 
but he was a rookie coach taking over for a Hall of Fame coach uh, in, in the interim sense. And when the lights got too big for him, he he he, he withered. And Paul mm-hmm. Maurice kept at it. And I, I think there's a lot of people in the Panthers front office who are very glad with the hire right now. So a lot of fans are uh, are, are going to have to write some apologies. Okay, this is the greatest uh, postseason victory for the Florida Panthers since 1996. The Panthers played 10 playoff games last year. They were one of 31 uh, on the on the power play. In this series, they were five for 20. They quintupled the the production on on, on the man advantage too, and. That that that's that's the key. Yeah, the other side of it is a uh, is a uh, not not pretty for for the for the Florida Panthers. Eleven of uh, twenty seven for for the Boston Bruins. Forty four percent clip for for them on on the power play. And of course, part of it, in my opinion, is a little bit of personnel, but also, uh, but also the Panthers were were able to get through consistently with their their even strength play and that man it, it showed it showed once again in in this series uh Francisco and man clutch goaltending as well the leadership of Matthew Kachuk as he's that playoff type player for playoff Sam is a real thing too and ho- hopefully we see a, a, another level of Alexander Barkov as he was starting to like get his legs going towards the end of the series because he it, it was uh said that he was uh sick going into into uh game one of this uh seven game series but francisco it's time to turn the page now we have to uh talk about another series uh coming up for the florida panthers in segment number three we're gonna we're, we are gonna prepare for the toronto maple leafs yes the Florida Panthers are, will be playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in round number two. We're going to dis- discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-3 overtime win over the Boston Bruins to complete the greatest upset in Stanley Cup postseason history. And... I'm 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 still I'm still trying to collect my my thoughts on the the Panthers and 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 of course the Panthers were were playing loose and Palmer spoke about really how he doesn't know if experience really matters in in a in game seven which Palmer is four zero in a in a game in game sevens Eric Stahl is six and zero um, so just and. I wasn't worried about Toronto. I, I was not. I was not thinking about that. And after the Toronto Maple Leafs scored in in overtime against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which the Tampa Bay Lightning lost three overtime games at home. John Tavares, uh, of all names, John Tavares. We we know those bad memories of 2016, getting the game winner and and breaking the curse for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 19 years in the making. I was in I was in I was in fourth grade. Uh, to, for for the listeners, but. The the fans outside of Scotiabank Arena were chanting, "We want Florida," and I'm just like, "Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting that far. I'm not gonna worry about the lease. Pay attention, pay attention to the Boston Bruins." And I agree with Mike in West Palm Beach. I wish the Florida Panthers were 
actually facing the Tampa Bay Lightning, not because of matchups, not because of anything. It's because of the storylines and because it's a di- division rival, big brother to knock them down. I wanted, I, if that were to happen, it, that's the matchup that I prefer. But honestly, whatever. They're in round two facing against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Francisco, your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't think we'd get this far. <laughs> I had no um, no plans to think about Tampa or Toronto. Uh, I, I was just like, it was three games to one. I'm just like, mm, and then three, two. All right, three, three. Oh, my goodness. But even then, I still wasn't getting too too high about it, right? I, I, I'm still in disbelief, to be honest. I'm like, this, they actually freaking did it. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They actually did it. But all right. So now we got the Leafs. And yeah, the storylines would have been nice to see the Lightning and see if the Panthers could finally overcome their demons in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure the Leafs, in some way, uh, maybe some fans, well, actually, some fans were chanting for us anyway for the Florida Panthers. But maybe there were some that were like, man, if we could just beat Boston and get our demons out the way. But all right. No demons on either side. We got the Leafs. And Maybe in a sense, this is it's also good for the Panthers because we can also, you know, maybe they're playing with house money at this point. They're, yeah, they're, um, they're, there's no honest- real, no real pressure. Uh, they're they've upset the greatest regular season team in NHL history. Everything else is is just it, it's icing. It's icing at this point. Oh, not, not in the hockey sense, but you know what I mean? In the cake sense. Like, it, it's been I, – I really wouldn't be upset if we lost the series to the Leafs. Uh, but at this point, it's like, all right. You know, the, the, the Panthers Twitter account was like, why not us? I'm like, oh, yeah, why not us? Maybe this is one of those seasons. Maybe. I mean, the LA Kings did it. They were an eight seed, and they ran through and won a Stanley Cup, in, in I think, in 2012. So – it's not impossible and being the eighth seed and just already taking down a giant, a Goliath, it, it seems like, all right, well, um, I can be more relaxed. Let's take a look at the leaves. Let's, let's see what happens. I, I, I haven't really thought about the leaves because I didn't think we'd make it this far, but look, the leaves, we're going to go into some, some actual analysis. The Panthers, Penalty kill is going to have to be a lot better and or no their discipline is going to have to be way better because the Leafs are going to punish them for sure. Um, that is also a very potent offense on the other side. So uh, or that or Sergey Brodsky has got to have, I don't know. He's going to have to be God. Yeah. Whatever. Combine both of his Vesna's trophies into like this giant mech, like a Power Ranger Megazord and just become, you know, mega goalie i have no idea exactly so yeah yeah and uh to wrap up here after going 26 years without a postseason series victory the 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 florida panthers uh now do it two years in a row and if you don't believe that there's a culture building in south florida i i don't i don't know what to tell you and the scene from game six of i was there of like some of the images that you would see, they were red. It wasn't like you were seeing yellow and black and the, the, the entire crowd was like 80% Boston fans. 
there's Panthers fans, folks. And they've they've been here. They've always been here. The Florida mm-hmm. Panthers fans have always been here, except, you know, after a decade of futility, you would think that'd be pretty hard to cheer for a team. But, you know, wh- kudos on um, uh, Vinny Viola, Doug Sifu for seeing this through. It's been like a decade since they took over the team. And 2014. it was one of the hardest teams to take over in the, in the NHL. It really was. Um, Ekblad was their first pick. A, a, a complete rebuild um, going through uh, the, the advanced stats thing and people getting upset over the uh, rebranding the team, everything like that. But they've, they've saw it through and putting out a competitive team consistently being willing to spend and hiring good personnel. Look what happens. You start building a culture there. They're, 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 you doing a lot of work in Broward County, building a new practice facility in Fort Lauderdale, a bunch of stuff. And it's come, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, A cup would do fantastic to kind of put it way over the top, but doing this is getting the fan base. Like people are care about the Florida Panthers again. Not just throughout South Florida, Palm Beach County, Miami-Dade, Broward, outside of South Florida as well. It's 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 getting there, and um, it's way better than back in 2013 when they were barely scratching 10,000 people a night, having to close off the upper deck. Because um, I was covering games at that time, too, and I was there. I was just like, oh, boy. Um, and they've come a long way. So I'm very happy for a lot of folks for sure uh, that, that, that work for the Florida Panthers. Um, I'm very happy for them. Job's not over. It's not over, but they're playing with house money right now. So it's things that I see that's that the team has grown since I started covering them that um, I'm it's, I'm sure fans have seen it too, but from behind the curtain, I've seen that um, I'm very happy for them. This is completely earned this this victory against the Boston Bruins. And it's something that um, I hope to see on the Marlins at some point too, because that's my other thing that I'm doing. Uh, hopefully in 10 years, we can say that too for the fish, but the Panthers have started, have built a fan base again. They're, they haven't, they're, they're not losing a generation of fans by being awful. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's a very, very, very great place to end this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as the Florida Panthers defeat the Boston Bruins by a final score of four to three in overtime, win the series in seven games, cats in seven, and move on to face the Toronto Maple Leafs. Francisco, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And we're likely going to have you back sometime during the postseason. Now it's on record for, for sure. So tell everybody where they can follow you online. All right, so FLA Cats history for Panther stuff. Um, FLA, uh, uh, well, FGOGR is my personal stuff. Um, uh, Sports Goose is my my own podcast that I do with my friends, and we're just you know doing fun things and being dumb. And then uh, Marlins history, if you want all the baseball stuff, which is uh, where I've been posting mostly lately. But Panthers are, uh, are, are I'm going to have to start troll, you know going through the internet, trying to sift through all of these. I, I, I do a lot of research to find all, like a lot of obscure things. So, uh, 
but the, the, gosh, man, they actually freaking did it. <laughs> they did. Wow. A virtual hug uh, for, for everybody online uh, listening to this on, on YouTube. So thank you, Francisco, and I will see you next time, my friend. Thank you once again for joining me. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked On AHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for the everydayers, make sure to come back later this week as we are going to prepare for a second round series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Francisco Porta. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>